guys, um, like Macy said, my name is Ella, and tonight I'm just going to be kind of sharing some of my testimony with you. So um, it kind of started on March 1st of last year. Oh, no, sorry, two years ago, so 2020. Uh, I was diagnosed with um, anorexia, and I just, before I keep going, I just want to kind of dispel like a common myth about it. It was not about vanity. It was not about how I looked. It was a deep insecurity about my identity and who I was in Christ that started this. It was not fueled by um, me wanting to look better. <laughs> and I think that a lot of people think that about eating disorders. Um, but it really soon spiraled out of control and I was hospitalized on multiple occasions. And um, I don't know if you guys know what body dysmorphia is, but it's where you see yourself as totally different in the mirror than you actually are. And that fueled it going even further but something that's helped me is that, um, according to 1 Timothy 4.4, everything created by God is good. And it's everything. Not some things, not like a few things. It's all things created by God are good, meaning all of us are good. And um, another thing, too, is that the Bible says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made and that we are made in the image of God. And that's just been so encouraging to me to know that, like, no matter what, I was made in the image of God and that he loves me no matter what I look like. Um, and, um, and through this, I think my biggest regret is that I started to abandon God and ignore him and shut him out. Um, but, and so I kind of felt, there's this verse, it's Psalm 22, 1. Um, and I felt this way, but in reality, I realized looking back that this isn't true, but I'll get to that in a second. So it says, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from my deliverance and from my words of groaning? But then I realized God revealed to me he never once abandoned me. He never once forsook me. He never left me, and he was always by my side no matter what happened. And so that turned me to Psalm 23, 4, which says, Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And um, I really, God reached out so many times, and he let me know that he was there for me, but I kept rejecting him um, because I was afraid um, of what would happen if I let go. But um, I knew that as soon as I said yes, that he would fight fiercely for my behalf. And scripture backs this up in Matthew 14, 30 through 31. Peter is walking on water and all of a sudden he begins to doubt. And he says, Lord, save me. And it says immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught a hold of him. And it's not like after Peter had sunk, he like then reached it. It's immediately, as soon as he said, Jesus save me, God reached out and he grabbed him. And I think that's just amazing. That the second you say that you want that help, that God is already there for you. And I just think that's amazing. Um, so the kind of the second part to this is um, I was admitted to two treatment facilities for eating disorders over a period of seven months um, where I learned a lot of compassion for others because I was exposed to a lot of backgrounds and personalities and experiences that I had never been exposed to and that I never thought I would be exposed to. And it really taught me that everybody is so different. Everybody's life stories are so different, but God has a plan for each one of us. Um, and I think what was really hard is that like, everyone knows that food is a basic necessity, but that fear became paralyzing. And um, something that God kind of led me to as I was preparing for this is that in Matthew 6, 25, God says not to worry about what you will eat or drink. And I think that's kind of like his way of saying, like, enjoy food. It's for us to enjoy. And, like, I gave it to you because he could have created us to just, like, exist. But instead he gave us these things to enjoy and to have 
be a part of our lives. Um, and also during my time, I had very limited contact with family and barely any contact with friends. And that was really hard because I relied on those support systems from home. And um, I think that kind of made me even more isolated. Um, but, and I also, I really felt helpless, hopeless that I would never recover. And for a long time, I wasn't even sure that I wanted to. And um, I think that was a really hard thing to get over because it became this part of my identity and I didn't know who I was without it. And whenever you don't, if you can't get rid of something that's not God, that's part of your identity, there's an issue there. And I didn't realize that at the time, but now I'm like, I just wish that I had given it up sooner because I know that God made me a lot fuller than my eating disorder did. Like he filled me up and he like just gave me life that I couldn't get from an eating disorder. And um, then I also had to, for a big hurdle for me was being told that I had to take anxiety medications because I never saw myself having to do that. But um, then God kind of led me to like another thing that calmed my anxiety and that was Psalm 94, 19. It says, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. And that's just amazing to me that like when our anxiety is crazy, when we're having panic attacks, when we just cannot focus because of how high our anxiety is, God's consolation will bring us that joy again. It will recenter us. It will refocus us. And it brings us back to what matters. And I just think that's amazing. And uh, on the subject of, like, medications and stuff, I just want to say, like, even if you don't have to take meds or even if you don't have to go somewhere for whatever you're struggling with, does not mean that it is invalid or that it does not exist. Because for a long time, I believed that if I didn't have to do this, then I wasn't actually sick. If I didn't have to do this, then I didn't have an eating disorder. But that's not true. The thing about it is that if it is a struggle for you, that is so valid. And you have to know that that is okay to reach out for help, even if you think other people will think it's minor. Like, if that is impacting you and that is impacting your life, please reach out to someone because it will help you feel so, so much better. And you'll feel just this calm come over you once you do. Um, and then, sorry, kind of going on with going back into the story. Um, I was one day away from going home, and my therapist at the treatment center sat me down and said I was going to be going back to residential treatment, meaning I'd be taken back up to the upstairs part of the building where I only got to FaceTime my parents, didn't actually get to see them, and I had to be away from my family and my friends again. And, um, and <laughs> thankfully, though, before this, I had gone to a church with my mom in Texas and I had a huge encounter with God because I think that really threw me for a loop because I was like, I've, I've been doing everything I need to do. Like, I don't know like why God caused this to happen, but I realized it really was his grace because at that point I wasn't ready to go home. I really wasn't. Like mentally I was not in a good place and so God knew that and he sent me back up to where I could fully recover and be ready to come home. And even though that was excruciating to admit that, and that was so hard for me to be like, yeah, I actually need this. And knowing that that would take me away from my family, it's still, like, in the end, I'm, I'm so grateful that it happened because it helped me keep with my family long term, not just for those few short months. Um, and I also really learned that, like, so a big thing in treatment was, like, use your coping skills. Use your coping skills. So, like, mine were, like, deep breathing or focusing on something in the room 
praying, and but I learned that God is our greatest coping skill. There's nothing that tops him as our coping skill. Like, nothing at all. Like, he is greater than any, like, medication. Not saying go take your medications, but, like, um, he's greater than all that, and he can overcome those huge hurdles in your life. Um, and um, I got into my Bible, and I was just really overwhelmed by God's unfailing love. And Psalms 4.1 says that God frees us from affliction. And I just think that's amazing, that he can free us from whatever is holding us down or whatever is keeping us back. Um, and a little while after these revelations, I was once at war again with the devil. He was trying to get back in my head, and he was louder and stronger than I had ever felt because I was doing the best I had ever done, but he was trying to sabotage me and trying to keep me away from my family and keep me away from God for longer than I already had been. Um, and in this time, it was, a, it was a pretty dark time for me, and um, I resorted to um, cutting myself. And um, I think something that has really helped me with recovering from that is that Ephesians 2.10 says, for we are God's workmanship. He doesn't want us to harm his work. He doesn't want us to harm his beautiful, priceless child. He doesn't want us to do those things because he cares about us. We're his workmanship. He created us uniquely, designed us for our specific purpose. Um, and um, I also began having really bad suicidal thoughts. Um, and they got really intense. But And then all of a sudden, one day, I woke up and they were gone. And I know that the only answer to that is God. Because there is nothing that changed in my circumstances. Nothing got added or taken away or nothing like that. I just woke up and they were gone and I was free. And so I just want to give God the glory for that because he showed me that my life was worth living and he showed me all the amazing blessings he had poured out of my life, such as family and friends and forgiveness. And he also, um, he gave me a lot of peace because that was just something that I had been lacking significantly was peace. And I think he gave a lot of that to me during that time. Um, and Psalms 4, 8 says, I will both lie down and sleep in peace for you alone, Lord, make me live in safety. And I think that's awesome that you can just think about like falling asleep in your heavenly father's arms with his arms wrapped around you and his face with adoration for his child that he loves you, he knows you, and he is freeing you from affliction, that he is letting you lie down in safety. Um, and then kind of just to like wrap up a little bit, um, I wanted to share some more scriptures and like some song lyrics that spoke to me and ones that I kind of wish I had heard while I was going through this. So the first one is Jeremiah 29, 11 through 12. So um, usually I think a lot of people know Jeremiah 29, 11, but I think very few people have actually heard Jeremiah 29, 12. So I'm gonna read both of them. It says, for I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your welfare, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. You will call to me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. So what I think is amazing about that last part, verse 12, is like there's a difference between hearing and listening. God doesn't just hear our prayers. He listens to them. So he doesn't just go, oh, okay, like they said this in one ear out the other. He's like, no, he cares and he listens to your prayers, and he knows the deepest desires of our hearts, and he knows what's best for us. Um, and then there's this song. It's So there's two versions of this song. So it's called Amazing Grace, but there's one. It's called Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. So it says, my chains are gone. I've been set free. And so I just think that's amazing. And um, like they, 
have just gone. And I think what's great is that, um, like, God revealed this to me, I think it was about two years ago at, um, like, a youth camp. Um, he just kind of showed me this picture of me standing up and shaking off my chains, breaking them off. And he said, you are already free. And so I want to encourage you that whatever you're struggling with, if it's anxiety, if it's depression, if it's food struggles, if it's, like, whatever your circumstances are, little, big, or however it is, um, I just want to encourage you that you are already free. Jesus has cut those chains. He has let you free. You can rise up and stand and fight because you are free. Your hands are no longer bound by the enemy. He has broken those bonds. He has broken those chains, and he has set you free. Um, another song lyric that I really like is "No Longer Slave." Is from "No Longer Slaves." It says, "I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God." And I think what's amazing about this is, like, I was a slave to fear for a very long time. I bowed down to fear. I was like, "No, I don't want this to happen," or like, I was so afraid that I would constantly act in fear, and that ended me up in a place I never want to be again. And so I think what's amazing about that is like we are children of God, so we don't have to bow down to fear. We don't have to like do all these things out of fear because like I said earlier, like we're already free. God freed us from that. Like we don't have to be bound by fear. Um, and then another thing is just like trusting God even when you can't see ahead. So no matter what that looks like for you, just trusting God even though you might know what's coming or if you know the next step, you don't know what's really actually going to come out of that step, just trusting God in that, saying, God, I know who you are. I know that you have plans for my life, for my good. I'm going to trust you in you, and I'm going to trust that you can. Um, and then also something that I learned, um, there's, I wish I had a picture to show you, but there's this like symbol, and it means God is greater than the highs and the lows. And I love it because that became kind of my, like, my anthem while I was away from home. Um, is like, you know what? No, God is greater than, like, all these lows. And he is even greater than, like, the greatest things I can imagine. Like, he's greater than those, but he's also greater than what I'm going through right now. He's bigger than that. So just, I wanted to kind of close with that. So I'll, I'll go ahead and pray. Um, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us all here together today, and I just pray that you would be over all of us and comfort all of us in all of our unique situations. God, you know what is going on in every single heart here. You know what is um, going on in every single mind, and God, I pray, oh, <laughs> God, I pray that you would please um, be with every single one of us as we go home tonight. Um, just give us all peace that comes from you, that we would all lie down and sleep in peace and comfort knowing that you are on the throne, that you care.